The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Media Match, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Media Mash here on a Thursday. Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com. He's John Mishota of The Athletic. I'm Nui Scruggs. Our guy Clarence Hill had to go... uh, Play daddy, so he, could, he couldn't uh, could, could, couldn't make it today. Which I understand. I understand that that stuff happens. I mean, I got a, I got a, one at home this six. So mm-hmm. this is what happens. Uh, Packers, Cowboys, three twenty five, Lambeau Field in Wisconsin, and today is November tenth. It's a birthday. Hmm. It is, yeah. Yours, my friend Shannon Gross. Oh, oh Mike McCarthy turned oh, fifty nine today. Sorry. Mike McCarthy. Sorry. Beat writer. Kind of suck. beat writer Nick Eatman, beat writer. Would you yes. would you rather if you're an NFL head coach, would you rather have your birthday during the off season or during the season? I think I'd rather have it during the off season. Off season. It doesn't seem like you would really be able to enjoy it. I mean, I guess okay. Obviously, this week if he goes up to Green Bay and wins, that's a great birthday present, he, and he say, would enjoy that. He has um, the potential to have a good birthday week. He did say today when I asked him about it, though, he said that you know the family's already headed up to Green Bay. And so he's going to have the house to himself, and he's looking forward to that little little quiet time. So it's just funny. You make it sound like if his birthday was in the summer, like he would like rent out Chuck E. Cheese or something like no, that. No, like, no, 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 like, no. You know what I think it is? I think I overrate what what's goes on during the season. Like like almost like, you know, I'm just going to have to sleep here. I'm not even going to get a chance to like even hang out with the family. You know, just constantly up here all the time. You know, you know, Jimmy Johnson's doing the a lot yeah. of interviews this week because of uh, his book coming out, and uh, you know. Part of the book, I haven't read it yet, but part of it is talking about how he looks back on life and, and, and regrets. I shouldn't say regret because I don't know if he regrets it, but he feels like he should have spent more family no, time. He, he did say regret. You know? I, I talked to Jimmy. And okay. He, 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 he mentioned that. Because you're just always so competitive and you feel like you have to have every little edge yeah. that you like, – like almost like if you're even enjoying any free time right. during, during the season, it's just like, oh, well, somebody else isn't, and I need to be keeping up with that. you know. And it's not, probably not a healthy way to live. But Nick, you wrote the book, and, and you were inside with Baylor's program and uh, with, with Coach Bryles, and so you, you get to see, man, it's a, it's, especially when you've got an opportunity to win, it gets intense about who you let in and what kind yeah. of time you have. You live, I mean, truly, you live in a bubble. I remember one of my buddies who actually told me it was during the election, who's running? Because yeah. he didn't know. He uh, he literally asked me world questions and questions about the nation because he lived in that bubble, man. Yeah. No, I mean, you're exactly right. And, and it's the it's about anything in life. Obviously, I'm not you know being a, a philosopher here, but I'm just saying it's about balance. You know, yeah. and, 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 and I, heard, I saw something the other day about Troy Aikman. He said the same thing about how he, he – once they won the Super Bowl, he realized everything was about them winning the Super Bowl. And then from then on, it was like if you don't, then you get judged by that. So you just focus all the time on that, and you miss out some of the, the, the good things, you know. So, But it's all about the balance. You're right. Because if you're not staying here until 1 in the morning, someone is. and Right. So, Especially this league. I mean, with coaches, it's just like it's constantly going to like, oh, I, I guess here's the best way I put it. I feel like you're being judged so quickly and your job, and you can be replaced so quickly, and they're just looking for the next younger guy who is getting their first shot who – maybe doesn't have as much of a family life and they're going to they're going to be putting in every I mean it just like constantly like you know fighting to not look over your shoulder I guess mm-hmm. so what what will happen and I had a buddy of mine who 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 gave me the story um 
he was working for Matt Patricia. Okay. And as the losing kept going and, and you heard more and more heat, he was looking at the system. You guys aren't here. So they basically started to go to work earlier and stay later just because they had to. Yeah. What were you doing? Nothing. It was just became an appearance thing. Mm. We, you know, this this dude was concerned, and not that you guys couldn't get your work done during this time. And I just thought, what an awful way to live. Yeah. Uh, there was there was coaches here that back in the day that um, you know, and high profile coaches at that that would like have this whole bit that about five thirty where they'd have like a half a glass of tea and they'd have keys out and they'd have the projector going and you know projector going with the film going and you know all this stuff happen music playing like oh, he must be in the bathroom whatever he's gone he's at the house. They, that that would happen. I mean, they they would people would there would be coaches that would do that. So that was back in the day a little Look, bit. Man, yeah. Who cares how many wins you have if you lose your life, or worse yet, you lose your kids and the fans. I mean, really, the answer to that is the fans. That, that they do care because they don't care about your family and all that. That that's what they care about. So when you say who cares about that. The fans, because they they want them, they want people to win. I mean, they didn't want the starting quarterback of this team that was leading them to the playoffs. They didn't want him playing golf in on, on a tournament in April. They didn't want that, even though in their life, I'm sure that they do other things. But they didn't want that. Yeah, it was the July. It was like the July when they were off over in Tahoe that people got so bad about Tony Romo. And I remember Sean Salisbury and I, we did a radio show on 105.3 The Fan. And Sean, you know, just being a former quarterback, he would say, to, you guys are so clueless. And he's like, Tony doesn't miss any OTAs. He doesn't miss any mini camps. So he's doing what he needs to do. He's like, nobody lives at the facility all day long. But then you hear stories about, well, Tom Brady's there or nobody else is there. And, and, and Sean's like, that doesn't mean Guys who aren't necessarily there are not working hard. He's, and that was this old – he would always defend Tony to say fans are just way out of whack on Tony to make it seem as though he doesn't care when the guy never missed any time. That was the thing that was amazing about that is because we see some quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, who the Cowboys played this week, Aaron Rodgers stayed away in the summer. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look real good right about that. <laughs> but, but it's just interesting on, on who people choose to condemn. Even with the facts that they have about Tony, and I just always thought that was an unfair thing about how he got portrayed about playing golf. I actually went up to um, Burlington one time. Uh, Noah Bullard. Now we went up there, and, and Tony had his camp, finished his camp, and had a big party at his house that his parents had. You know, big, great big barbecue. They for all the staffers, and the next day he and his dad played in the golf tournament, and and it was kind of a big deal. Like, hey, Tony's playing locally golf, and um, I, I I just remember somebody was complaining about it. I'm like it's the off season. What do you what do you want Tony to do? Well, I think you brought up the best point on the Tom Brady thing because it is constantly being put out there about I mean just look at it now that there's been a lot of cards played and and we we can see a lot now whether you know with his is his family life, whether it's him putting out TV12 books to the time he's putting in and he's the greatest. And so he's putting in all this time and so if you want to be the greatest, this is what you have to do. This is what you have to chase and I, that's so few people have, well, one, the drive to be on that type of a level. And then two, um, I, I, I just feel like it, you, you, the love for the sport has to be on just probably on a level that's just not healthy. I could never coach. That's one of my things. My friends who do this for a living, and, and Nick, you've been here a long time. Yeah. You see, like, I could never do it because it's, it's way too early, um, way too late. 
and just the fact, I mean, just in our jobs, we miss, we miss family stuff. You know, we miss things. And I couldn't imagine doing this job because there's a whole lot of stuff like, okay, guess what? Uh, you guys can go on and go to what, whoever so-and-so's wedding and such. And such. I, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm in, I'm in a game. And then just talking to guys once they get out, hey, September. I never had a September. It's, it's kind of like yeah. they find this whole new it's world. That's... You know what's the tough part, too, with the NFL especially, or, or even college football? There's so many pieces involved because there's so many players, and you can put in all this time. You can be the best at studying tape. You can have the best scheme. You can do all this, and then you got to worry about them getting in trouble off the field. you got to worry about injuries. You gotta worry... There's just so much stuff to use Jerry's reference. was one of my favorite Jerry references about the two hands of Jello oh, and yeah. trying to keep, hold, hold them in your hand. He loves that one. Yeah, he, he does, but it's so true. The NFL is like that. that no matter how much you think you have everything covered— there's still there's things that just you, you I mean, there's only so much you can do. And I you know I, it happened this week. Jeff Saturday you know went from the went from the broadcast booth to coaching, mm. which is different in, in itself because he's never he hadn't done it. But you don't see a lot of other guys doing that. You thought, oh, when's Cowher going to get back? When's Jimmy going to get back? And I'm sure every time something popped up, they were like, you know what, I'm good here. I mean, I'm still making really good money. I get to just sit on my couch, you know, watch tape, and then go to a game, it's well, different than coaching like you're when saying. When you said that, it made me think of John Gruden because he had that long period of time yeah. where you were like, man, another year he's going to do in the booth. Well, he's probably not coming back. And then it looked like he was really having fun doing that thing where I know he did it with Dak and much other than the QB yeah. thing. Yeah, he still got to kind of be a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kinda, yeah. And then he came back, and then you see what happens, and I wonder how many other people look at that and they're just kind of like, you know what, I don't even know if I want to get back in on that thing. Like, I'm getting paid well to talk about it. Let's just keep doing that. The, the first guy to do it was Dick Vermeil. Yeah. He, he got burned out by coaching the Eagles, went to the Super Bowl, I mean, he was a very good college uh, commentator. Spent a lot of years there. And then the Rams ended up hiring him. First couple of years with uh, with St. Louis, bad. Getting yeah. ready to fire him, but uh, he was he was told to hire Mike Martz. Yeah, turned things around and ended up uh, getting back in the game. And, and now he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But it's 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 demanding. And and those who know exactly what it is, when they get out, they get out. I had talked to Bob Stoops a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I was done." And he says, I enjoyed having my life. Mm. And that's kind of the thing about the, even our jobs. Not that we don't love what we do, but you tell your family, all right, um, come July 20, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. He's not going to have to put that time in at the XFL that he would have to do in college football, that's for sure. And no, you don't have to worry about uh, – you don't have to worry about who's calling you about a player. You yeah. don't have to worry about academics or anything man, he like would that. Get it. He could get a college job like that. And o- a great o- one, too. Look, Oklahoma Aston. Yeah. And Lincoln Riley left. Oh, is that right? Hey, you, you want this? You know, yeah. No, no. And he said, hey, look, there's no smoking. I just want my own life. Yeah. And that's... Uh, Makes sense. But when you're in it, you are in it. And a guy like Mike McCarthy is in this thing, and he's going back to Green Bay, and as you said, family's already up yeah. there. There, uh, You guys are moving uh, from your hotels, right? You're going to da- stay in downtown Green Bay now? That's that's the plan. That's what I, what oh, I hear. Oh, wow. Staying in Green Bay. Nice. Yeah. Good for you. Good for me. I don't. It's not good for me. So I mean, I, I don't. It doesn't matter to me either way. Where I have mean, you typically stayed? Because just for Appleton. anybody listening, mo- most of us stay in like Milwaukee and then drive up the, the morning before, just because the cheap the flights are cheaper yeah. into Milwaukee. I mean, this will be my third time up there. What is that drive? To, two hours? About hour and a half. Oh. Yeah, hour forty five. Usually yeah. been Appleton. That's where we. Right. Stayed. That's what I've heard. Okay. But this is Green Bay, so this will be, you know, really close. It's not. I mean, it's good for the coach. Yeah. That's the, that's what he's – it's just for him. This is yeah. the first time he's done it, and this is where he, we're staying. Pretty interesting that if he gets – if he's able to beat the Packers, he'll have a win against every team in the NFL. And not many coaches can say I think he would be the seventh. Wow. 
Yeah. And oh, current. I think it's three current. Two current. Oh, right yeah, current. Now. Yeah, no, no, of all time. Of all time. Yeah. yeah. This would yeah. be like his 150th win here. So he doesn't have. Mark if he wins this, um, it's pretty significant. Tom Landry didn't. He hasn't beat. He hasn't beat the Steelers in the regular season, but obviously he beat them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that's I think that's one you take yeah. right there. Uh, it says with a win on Sunday, head coach Mike McCarthy would uh, record his 150th regular season win and pass Bill Cowher for 23rd most all-time in regular season wins among head coaches. And a victory against the Packers would give McCarthy a win against every team in the NFL, including postseason. So there you go. There's a fine. Game notes that uh, Scott Agolnik, Tad, the company put together. So there you go. Cool. Am I overestimating this in terms of saying the Cowboys are a better team? You've had a bye week. Packers have lost five straight. You should be able to handle your business this week. No, you, that's exactly right. You should be able to handle your business. You should be able to. They 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 should be a better team and they they relatively healthy. We'll see what's going on with Zeke, but I mean for the most part they're healthy, and and they're a better team. They got more talent, and and the Packers' best player is is in a funk. So you should be able to handle your business. But as my man Brian Broaddus always says, the NFL is a strange lady. She does weird things sometimes. Yeah, Rogers is limited today after he didn't practice yesterday. Which listening to his. Talked for 20 minutes at his locker yesterday. Uh, he said this was a plan all along. So I saw on Wednesday that he didn't practice. I'm thinking, oh, is this something new? It's a thumb. It's his right thumb, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be something to keep him out, obviously. Uh, Jake Ferguson was added to uh, – he was among those that did not practice today, but it's because of an illness, so that remains uh, up in the air there. Uh, let's see. We just got the injury report. That's the only reason I'm reading this off right now. Uh, basically a lot of the same things as yesterday. Anthony Barr did not practice again. We saw him on the resistance cords for a little bit. He's still dealing with that hamstring. I, I don't think he's going to play either. in this game. Uh, Zeke was limited again today. I think I think Zeke's going to play. You know, he when we talked to him yesterday, he he didn't want to definitively say. Now I don't think he's going to play the entire game or get his normal. Right. But I think I I bet you he gets eight to ten carries and plays in this game. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean I I do I do think it's leaning that way. I think he's trying to play the game a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, um, it's funny. This it's kind of backwards where. Jerry and, and McCarthy are the ones saying, yeah, I think he's yeah. pretty good. And the player's the one that's like, I don't know, I don't know. So I, yeah. <laughs> Zeke's never played that game before, so it's kind of weird. But I, I still think he plays. Yeah, and to your what you just asked, Nick, I, I completely agree. There's no reason, especially because I understand Cowboys fans, there's a lot of you know worry because of what they've seen Aaron Rodgers do before. But I'm telling you, watching him just dice up, the, like I understand there's been games against the Cowboys. He does not own the Cowboys the way he owns the Detroit Lions. And the way he played last Sunday against the Lions, that's the worst game I've ever seen him play. That's the first time this season where I was like, oh, this might be for real. They might really be done. You know, almost like when you watch, you know, as great as LeBron is and, and things like that, when you watch that Lakers team, you're just like, ooh, I don't know if they are going to get this thing together. And all yeah. of a sudden, so I'm kind of there with that, with, with Aaron Rodgers. But if there is going to be any game that maybe sparks him or whatever, maybe this is it. They're back at Lambeau. But I mean, I just I think the I think the Cowboys win by at least ten. Yeah, really Michael do. Parsons doesn't give a crap about no, you're right. him wanting to win. You know, and, and right. I just mean that like he can want that all he wants. Just like all those ten, there's ten assistants and head coach and nine right. assistants that want to beat the Packers. 
But there's some times when you can be playing well, and he can even get out to the outside and just throw that ball to Jared Cook on the sideline. And it doesn't matter how well you played it True. or not. He just got that it factor that that's, not a lot of people have. That's why they're, the offense, it, this, this kind of reminds me of the Rams-Bucks game last week, last week yeah. where it's like the Bucks had no, no business right. winning that game. Right, but, but you let them hang in but there. But their offense couldn't pull away yeah. and get first downs, and then Brady's like, oh. This is still happening? Yeah, yeah. the genius Sean McVay's uh, offense couldn't do its job. So there you go. It has been good year for Let's get our first break in here with Nick Eatman and John Mashota. A player we're not talking about enough. Let's get into that next. Right here on the Media Master of New East Crooks. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash right here from the SWBC. Did we get a Let's Rise? We, we Sorry, did. I didn't cut. I we, Sorry, I cut you off on the SWC, the SWBC podcast studio. Yeah, no, no, no. We, I, we, I didn't. I did. I did it for the last podcast. But, Sorry. Uh, yes, I, I should have thrown in the less ride with old, old Russell Wilson and the Broncos, and uh, as they try to save the coach's uh, job, which they're not. Um, they can't keep the Daniel Hackett. If you're if you're the Broncos GM, how do you walk around there? You know, right now, knowing, hey, I wanted to hire Dan Quinn. 
John Elway, Joel, you two guys told me no. We needed an offensive guy. Mm. You go bring in Nathaniel Hackett with some dream that Hackett was going to go recruit Aaron Rodgers. Okay, guys. Mm. And then and then trade away the defensive guy. You know the crazy thing about – I was telling somebody the other day about Bradley Chubb, who they traded away to Miami for a number one. Elway passed on Josh Allen. Oh. Yeah, could have had Josh Allen. I just think quarterback's so tough. I mean, look at the best, all the top quarterbacks in the league, everybody's pretty much passed on them to a certain extent. Like, it's not like Mahomes was one. It's not like Josh Allen was one. It's not like Aaron Rodgers was one. I mean, there's just so many of these guys that, yeah, they're still going in the first round, but when you see them play, you're like, how did anybody not take him number one overall? Now, this falls into the whole, but you're supposed to have the guy who, who you know, he's supposed to know. And when he doesn't know. Are you talking about Elway? Yeah. That's not. I'm good. not taking a shot at you because you know I like this guy, but oh, I'm, let's not act like Michael Jordan. And, and I was, I'm serious. I, like I, I, I was, I'm sitting there ready to go there as well. Okay, because this is as a Charlotte Hornets fan. Yeah, this has been my biggest frustration. If you would have told me in 1998, well, yeah, 1998, I feel like that was the the pinnacle of all. I would have never believed you if you said that Michael Jordan was going to go in the NBA and he was going to be this bad at in terms of just not even winning but just finding players i never would have believed you i would have been like no he's gonna be the best gm he's gonna get the best players he's gonna have the most success he's gonna win at least one championship you know running a team and it has been so bad i just think that players though he stopped yeah i'm just there's just a lot of things i've seen over the last five to ten years that makes me really be one of these people where i'm like i'm all for you asking the players what you know hey how do you like about like if you're a quarterback how do you like this receiver whatever in the draft I'm, I'm going to let the Will McClays of the world pick the guys, though. You know, like I'm going to let the guys that know what they're looking at. I'm going to let them get them over you, going to the players. Are you referring to Dak picking Jalen Tolbert? I, <laughs> I, I wasn't, but that Troy Aikman liking David Lafleur. Yeah. What was the other option there? No, and don't say that it was Tony Gonzalez. I was going to say it wasn't, it, but it's the he same liked draft. Tony class, Gonzalez right? too. We got, Gonzalez okay. got picked like 12th, now, and Lafleur got yeah. picked like 20th. So, yeah. But if you let Lee tell the story. Who? Lee, 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 Steinberg, oh, the agent. Oh. Let Lee tell the story. <laughs> Lee, Lee tells a different story of, you know, that they could have gotten something done and, you know, Tony wanted it and Troy wanted it, but then, you know, they, they wouldn't pull the trigger. Um, but, this, you know, the agent, this is Lee, Lee's version of things. But, yeah. But it's very interesting. But, wow, what, what, what could have been had they even used whatever they needed to pay to go get Who's the best former player talent evaluator that you can think of? We'll stay with the NFL. Ozzy Newsom is a go, and that's one of the first people I thought uh, too. Talent, or I, I thought you were Ozzie, coach. it's Ozzy, and that's it. Oh, no, 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 ta- no, just a talent evaluator. Yeah, like Ozzy. It's Ozzie. I was going to try and think there was there was anybody that Make that was the first. Is that right? Yeah. Are you saying it just because of that? Uh, I think he clearly is. Though I can't think of anybody else that. Damn. I remember when I worked in Cleveland, and. Antonio Langham was there, and Ozzy, you know, because I was an Alabama fan, mm. and just knew knew about Ozzy playing. And Antonio's like, "Oh yeah," he, he basically said how he he talked to Lombardi and Belichick, and he did like I did the work on like take this guy. Mm. Ozzy was just very good, especially with his first round picks, finding players who were proven in college who could end up you know fitting. Yeah, and that was that was the success of of Ozzie and just kind of go through it. He found first rounders who made contributions, in, and I think it was Rick Gosling who once told me he says, "Nui, your first and second round guys have to be starters, darn near walk in starters." And for the most part in his career, that's what he did. Yeah, I mean, his last first round pick, you know, turned out to be okay. Yeah, are you guys forgetting Matt Millen? 
No, no. I'm most certainly not forgetting Matt Mill. Okay. We, we're going to bring up Matt Millen and Matt Patricia on the same podcast. Do this to me. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate we, this. We mentioned Bill Cowher twice already, too. Well, he, he doesn't have any Detroit connections there. No. He didn't run the organization in the ground. See, it, it, it's also coaching, too, though. Like, it's not just GM. It's coaching. Like, name, like, the greatest player who was a great player, great coach. Because look at the former players now. I mean, you know, like the – Coaches like Tomlin and all that, like they weren't they weren't great players. I mean, there's not that many that are head coaches that were a great player. I think it's too hard. I mean, Mike Ditka, I think, was a great oh, that's a player, one. right? That's about. I mean, look how far I went back. Like, Mike Gundy. Sorry, I'm just. I'm who? I just, sorry. Cower won a Super Bowl in Detroit. Just letting you all know that. Well, yeah, it was in Detroit. That's that's true. <laughs> that is correct. Him, I mean, and, I, him I, and Jerome Bettis. Sorry. <laughs> I, I just think overall. I just think overall, it is it is very hard to be a Hall of Fame player and coach. And, Singletary. And, and yeah, this is this is just me. This is just me. They're so great that they hmm. can't really understand the dudes who aren't yeah. watching Magic Johnson. Just not understand even as a coach and executive. Him not under, guess what? Some of these dudes just don't have this thing you have. They don't take the game over. You know, or they, you're like, you as a player, you don't see this. Great players like Magic, you see that with the floor. Like, dude, you gotta, you have to talk to the people who only see this. Yeah. And then how do you get, like Bruce Bochy, for instance, with the range, he's a backup catcher. Yeah. You know, guys who are backup catchers, they sit on the bench, they're in the meetings with the pitchers, yeah. they're around the pitching coaches. You, you learn so much backup just by watching. Backup quarterbacks like Jason Garrett. And I, I'm not yeah, yeah, I'm no, not going to say, say great coach or whatever. It was a good he's coach. He for a decade. He's a good coach. But, I mean, um, he's a pretty good analyst. I mean, analyst, too. No, Jason is a I, – I, I knew he would be good because Jason tells a great story. Great no, storytellers can I, make – And, and, can and make nothing good. against Jason. I didn't – see it as much i didn't see him i didn't see him going to be really good there and and he's he's kind of good in his own way he's good in an aikman type of way not gonna sit there and tell a lot of jokes but but just pretty good analysis and when he does tell a joke it's like wow that happened so you, i looked you, up you learn I, you learn yeah from jason when you when you're watching him so i looked up former players that ended up being coaches and these are some of the first names that that came up in terms of Mike Ditka. I think that you nailed the, okay. that one right there for sure. Phil Jackson. Yeah, he was good. He was a good player. Um, Backup, but but a guy who was well, a, yeah you know? yeah and not not a star. Jim Harbaugh obviously wasn't a star player. Um, That's not a bad one. Pat Riley. Backup player. Um, Lenny Wilkins. Lenny was a good player. Bill Russell's the ultimate though. Oh, there you go. Bill Russell's okay. your ultimate guy. I mean, the guy the guy won a championship as a player coach. Yeah, but when he was a coach, was he really good? Wasn't he? I didn't think they were good. I, was he a good coach? Like like a with the Celtics, he was good. But was he okay? But I but, I but know. you know, as he went to the Kings and as a general manager, thought, uh, there, thought, there, he had some pitfalls there. But but I thought Larry Bird had the Pacers going pretty well. Hey, for that's a, a good bit. one. Yeah, but he then, did then, for a little bit, and then he he couldn't do it. You're long. right. Isaiah Thomas wasn't really that. You're good. right. Here's where Larry excelled at. We're going way into the like, Larry. Yeah. We're not going off the highway. We're going into the he, he had, town. Like he had the... Dick Harder. He had Rick Carlisle. But 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 it matters. But Ozzie to me, yeah. Ozzie Newsom is a Hall of Fame general manager as much as he was a Hall of Fame player. But right. I do think there's it's hard. Um, you know what? Okay, I got a guy. I got a guy. What sport? Who play, the NFL? Okay, a guy 
who was a, a, a really good player, turned out to be a Hall of Fame coach, Tom Landry. Okay. He's with the Giants. Okay. Played. Tell me about his best game. <laughs> you know, Nick, I was, a, I was a star in the sky. <laughs> yeah. And I don't really have the film of that. But they're at the polo grounds. Yeah. 35 degrees out. Tops. Yeah. Yeah. But but played in this league. Uh, yeah. You know, good defensive back. You know who else Never played? a face mask call, ever. <laughs> because no. there wasn't a face mask. Now, you know who wasn't a good player but played in the league? It was Don Shula. Mm. Yeah. Ended up being a. Wouldn't, coach. wouldn't Bill Parcells a draft pick of the, of the Lions? Not think, sure. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if he did. I know he coached or was involved. No, in he work. played. Yeah. And he was drafted by the Lions, and I don't think he played much. Mm-hmm. I think he just went to yeah. Noel Wichita had, State. Chuck Noel had a cup of coffee. He, he played a little bit for uh, for, for the Browns. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good I don't player. know. There's something about with like Mike McCarthy, a guy that you know obviously played in college. He didn't play in the pros. But I don't know. I just have really – I really noticed with Mike McCarthy that he doesn't try and act like he's one of the players. You know, he there's definitely a line there that he's not going to cross that, hey, this is a player thing. Players, you know – Get it done. I don't know what we're going to say. No, I, you're exactly right. Yeah. Like, that was the biggest difference in, in, in 2020. And yeah. I, and I wasn't a lot of us that got to travel. And I was very fortunate that I, I did. And not only did it travel, but everything was pretty close. Like, you couldn't go and hang out and go in. Yeah. And we ate with the team, which was awkward when they were so bad. And you were right. picking them to lose. And, you know, it yeah. wasn't fun. But um, I noticed that, too. Like, Garrett was all down. Oh, yeah. There. Garrett would take the stars. Let's go to Duke. Let's watch games. Yeah. Let's do, you know. He doesn't do that. Now, he has a guy that does that. Yeah. yeah his assistant coach does that, mm-hmm. uh, Rob Davis. Yeah. He's he's in there. And and so he, he kind of gets the tune of what's going on, but in a different way. But, yeah, yeah he, he does want to keep the, keep it separate a little he's, bit. He stays off the skyline. Yeah. That, that's what he does. That I'll give him that as a coach. He stays off. Some coaches are not like that, but Mike McCarthy stays off the skyline and does a good job of making it about I wonder the if he was like that in Green Bay, too, or if this was something that was yeah. kind of yeah, – it's he's moved more towards this way. And I think what you're saying about he stays off the skyline, but still consider it a player's coach. Like he, Oh, no question. He will make sure they're off their feet, they're, yeah. they're not getting overworked, what's their you know number, GPS yeah. number, whatever it Gave is. Gave them all of last week off. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he's so he's – Which is a great testament to him saying – Hey, I work. I overworked. Yeah, worked, worked, worked young teams when I was a young coach. So he's he's learned a lot. And and I tell you, between what he talks about, what he's learned, and you got a Dan Quinn who talks about what he's learned here. Um, the Cowboys are getting the benefit of their experience, which may be why you don't want to hire a guy like Jeff Saturday. But let's take a break. Come on back here with Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com, John Mashota of the Athletic. I'm Nuri Scruggs. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com Radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. This week! 
Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash here on a Thursday going in towards Saturday when the Cowboys leave from um, uh DFW Airport to fly up to Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Nick Eatman will be on that plane with the Cowboys. John Machado's going up. Um, you're just flying regular. And oh, yeah. All I'm, Saturday. I'm, I'm I'll flying be up regular. there. I'm, I'm leaving, too. So it's, it's my first road game of the year. So, yeah. Nice. So I'm, uh, I wanted to go back to, to, to see this one, especially when I saw it on the schedule, McCarthy going back, and then now to see um, what could happen here for him is pretty cool. I, I – Pick Green Bay to miss the playoffs, and I picked Minnesota to win the division when I did my picks for the Dallas Morning News this year. I just thought to win 13 games three years in a row, there was going to be a fall-off, and then you lose a guy like Devontae Adams, and you want to tell yeah. me that Alan Lazard's supposed to be your guy. I didn't see it happening for the Packers this year. They've lost five straight football games, and they are in, they're in they're they're not good. And then Chris Beam sent me, uh, I think it was Rasul Douglas, who said, we suck because we suck. That's what he said to the media. Okay. Folks, that's not that's good. fair. That's not good though. That's right, right. That, with that kind of mentality to come on out and just I mean, look, you you know who you are. Yeah. Okay. You know who you are, but when you come out and that's your quote, hey man, we suck because we suck. Um, Certainly, not that this. Obviously, this is their. It's real. Oh, he definitely said that. Uh, um, it's not like they don't want to get out to a hot start all the time against everything. Obviously, you would prefer to do that, but this certainly seems like one of those games you'd really like to maybe throw a couple. Big blows early and you just take them out of it because you don't, you know, maybe who's that? Rasul Douglas. Yeah, that's what you're right. You want you want it to be 14 to nothing, yeah. Dallas, and then the guy looked at each other and goes, "It's like Rasul was right." Yeah, damn, we do suck. I thought maybe yeah. nope. Which leads me into the player we haven't spoken a whole lot about, Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Um, looked good last game out. Now with a week off to rest the thumb, I, I'm expecting Dak to to get this thing going again. Um, to take what happened with the Bears and keep this thing rolling here now against Green Bay. And you know Dak is a competitor. Uh, Jimmy Johnson talks about the five characteristics he wants in guys. He's like One of the things is he wants a guy who can compete. And he talked about Michael Parsons. Like, there's a guy that wants to compete. Dak Prescott's the same way. Um, I think he's probably tired. Like, I'm tired of losing to Aaron Rodgers. If, it's, if not now, win. If not now, win. So I'm expecting Dak Prescott to have a, a good game here. I missed his press conference today. He, he spoke after, uh, after our, my mm-hmm. 2 o'clock podcast. So, so what did he have to say? He was, I, I don't know. I mean, he was. He gave the shortest answer of anybody about um, Odell. He right. obviously was asked about that. Not right. not right away, but he yeah. was. He was definitely not not going to play that game and give him give headlines. It wasn't bad. It was respectful. It just wasn't much. You know, why I think that was. 
Because of Zeke? Well, well, no, I was going to say because of the thing that you brought up on the podcast on Tuesday that you got from the Players Lounge about the players saying, I don't know if I'd really love, like, if I'm one of these wide receivers, you know, I got my quarterback out here talking about how, man, we would love sure. to have Odell in here. And then you're just kind of like, you're Noah Brown. You're like, dude, we're, what well, are we doing here? Yeah, but CD did. <laughs> I was going to say, CD landed. He did. He there. did. But that's my guy. But there's also Dak Prescott, face of the franchise, no, right. voice of the franchise. You know, like when he speaks, it's going to be like, I mean, it's just on a different level when you're a franchise, $40 million Especially quarterback. Especially when you're getting people to come out to your backyard, the deck yard, yeah. and go play. And it's like, oh, well, you know. Am I not good enough? You want this guy, but I mean, that's 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 part of it. But I mean, you know, he he talked about a lot of things, and I don't think he's really, you know, I, he didn't get into it about win one for for coach. No, I, mean, the, I think people are in the media are trying to to play that narrative, and that, that's just this. He hasn't been here long enough where you're going to be like, we got to win this for coach. Yeah, I bet you have to. The half the players are like, oh, he coached here. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was in college. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not that big a deal. So that's not the storyline for the players. I think the storyline for the players is we had a bye week. It's been a long. It feels like a long two weeks. Let's go. Let's get after it. But guys are aware. Jamron Curse talked about it on Monday. Aware. And, yeah. And, and Hooker talked about how how hey, hey we'd like to get him a win. And I and just being around this team uh, since we've all all been around this team since since July. I think there is a respect factor. Guys, under hey, man, you know, you're going back there. We, we want to get you a win. For we, sure. we know this has a meaning for you. And, and obviously, you, they want to win for themselves first. But at the same time, hey, if we're going back to Nick's backyard here, man, let's go ahead and get a dub. If if You're right. It, it, you're right about that. And if, and if Mike McCarthy stands in front of the team like he stood in front of the media on Monday and gave that kind of passion, he was just a real person and yeah. just said – it, it got him about what's about Green Bay because that's his that's his home and that yeah. and that was tough. I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, it's a small town. I can't imagine living there and then seeing all the success that they had after you and like, well, good, we got rid of him. We, you know, he had to hear all that. His family had to hear it. So this means a lot. This is home, and he gets to go back there. So if he brings that to that Saturday night meeting to the team, it'll probably resonate pretty good. Yeah. I would say, yeah, the stuff about Odell stood out most to me just because it's the franchise quarterback talking about a player that's not on the team. And we gen- generally don't see many players, you know, advocating to bring in other uh, players that aren't are outside the building. But when he's talking about that, it also made me think of, well, if the offense doesn't look like it did against the Bears, all it's going to do is throw gasoline on the fire of, you know, if, if it's struggling, let's say they got, let's say they win the game, but it's, you know, 17 13 or something like that. It's just going to continue the, well, I think they need another weapon on the perimeter type thing. But no, it was it was that. And then him talking about McCarthy are the two things that, that stood out to me. Uh, talking about how he honestly can't wait for that Saturday speech, like you mentioned. Like, what is what is he going to say? Because I think he will be a little emotional about it. I, I, he's told us before that he's had pregame speeches, those Saturday speeches where he went too far and maybe got the team a little too riled up. And it and it had a negative effect on Sunday. So I think he'll guard from it being too much. But as players amongst each other, I find it hard to believe because I do think, I do think that Green Bay will have at Lambeau some type of a video tribute or something like that for everyone to give him a standing ovation sometime before the game started, thanking him for what he's done. And I do believe this will be a game if the Cowboys take care of business. You know, it will be him getting the game ball after the game's over. So. I don't think it's their number one priority, but I think it'll it'll be on everybody's mind. I, I had asked him about that Monday. You know, how would he how would he re- respond, or how would he ex- you know accept yeah. that if if it happened? Because I personally believe 
that's what they'll do, and that's what they should do. They owe yeah. him that. Um, despite how it ended, the man won a championship here. Spent 13 years here. They had a lot of good years. He's got a street named after him. He's coming back here. There's been enough time that you as a franchise, you guys have been able to co- keep on winning and, and, yeah. and do your thing. Yeah. I, I think he deserves that, and I think I think he wants that. Oh, no, there's no question because he did a conference call with their reporters, and they brought up— what do that? Well, so far this year, so they— uh, He's done one for the Green Bay, and there was one other game this year that I, I know that uh-huh. he did one for. So they're not as they're not very often, but once in a while. I mean, we got yeah. Belichick, I think, last year, yeah. but they're not as often. They used to be every week, but uh, they talked about how Mike Holmgren got a really good ovation when he came back, and uh, Mike said that you know he would really like to get something similar. So I don't, I, I completely agree with you. I think he would love for them to. I, I mean. Let's be honest. I don't know. And I don't. You win a Super Bowl somewhere. I would think that. Yeah. It's not like. It's not like. Doesn't happen very often, man. And it's, it, uh, it's okay. And the way you leave matters too. He didn't Brian Kelly them, and was like, "No, I can't win a Super Bowl with the Packers. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go coach the. You know, the Steelers. He was fired, and he won a lot of games for them and won them a Super Bowl. He has a street named after him. I don't understand how, if you're a Packers fan, you wouldn't give him a standing ovation. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, and, and they're the owners, too, of the team. Well, yeah, that's I mean, a good so, point, yeah. Uh, but but also, I you know, I think this is uh, probably calls for a, a, an ovation, too, when it's like, okay, our team sucks because they suck, yeah. according to the, one of their players. Right. You know, their team is struggling. This team's one of the top five teams in the league. You know, he is a pretty good coach. What, maybe they, they'll think like that. So I, I think it'll probably will. I think that, no, there'll be people that boo, and boos are a lot louder than than cheers. But I think for the most part, it'll be good. The other, the other interesting thing, too, about that dynamic, and, and again, I'm not a Packers fan, and I wasn't around it, so I don't know for sure. I just go back to that time, and I just remember it being a very Mike or Aaron, and obviously fans would be on the side of Aaron. And then just how things have gone this year. I yeah. just wonder if, like, and it's not just this year, but it's the last few years. I, and I understand this is the, we're talking about guys who won the last two MVPs, but there is a part that I just feel is wearing on Packers fans. Like, oh, he's doing this stuff again. Here we go. Yeah. You know, like, he's so talented. We got to keep him, and we don't have anybody to replace him. But, man, this act is kind of getting old. And nobody to help him. Yeah, you know? that too, yeah. Which They've is... not helped him. The general, no. man, the general manager has done a terrible job. Yeah. And Brian Gunnikin said to me, when I look at what he's done, as a general, he's failed. Yeah. He's failed to get this team what that's, it needed. That's why it worked before with Aaron Rodgers, ironically, when you drafted a quarterback in the first round and still had a really good one. But yeah. I, I think all the time when I go, when should the Cowboys draft a quarterback? When you know when do you do that and all that? Man, I do that when I have to. I, I just I just don't like sitting on a first round pick. Sure, like they are right now. I you wonder when's the last time that, they've though. been this bad at wide receiver though. I mean, I'm talking Oof. going all the way back to Sterling Sharp. Like I, Brett Favre would always have at least some guy, and then when Aaron Rodgers took over, you know, there was always a Greg Jennings or a Jordy Nelson or uh, Devontae Adams. You look at those guys, and they would go to other teams. Yeah, it happened with Brady too. Yeah, you know, Deion Branch and these guys yeah. that would go to other teams. Like he makes them better. And yeah. now I just don't think his talent is good enough to raise the level of all these other guys. I just also think though, it's not the carpenter; it's the tools. You know, if you give me a, a, a you know, if the tool is dull, I can't sit up here and do anything. Allen Lazard. 
Yeah, but I. I what, what would Alan Lazard be here? We wouldn't yeah, even what know. What would Jordy Liz- Nelson ever be? Oh, Jordan, I don't know. I no, think Jordy, Nelson, would be was all right, Jordy yeah. Nelson was a good yeah. football player. James Jones. James Jones is. They're all good coming out of. I mean, but I mean, I'm just saying he when he was right. in Kansas State, that was a guy looked like you know. And I remembered one of the scouts here really liked Jordy Nelson, but Jason Garrett wasn't on. But that was a guy when you looked at him in college, like, that guy could be a good pro. But like James Jones is a guy I always think of, and Deion Branch is another. Yeah, really good with their team. Yeah. They go somewhere else to make the money because they got to feed their kids. Doesn't work out. They get cut. They go back, have success again. The, Randall Cobb's another one. Randall the, Cobb's has better success sure. with him. LeBron Robinson. Sorry, I just that's. But, but, I think, but, but I'm thinking of the the you know the Sterling Sharps, the Donald Drivers, the Jordy Nelsons, the Devontae Adams. Those guys who were really good players, first, second round picks, who who now working between you know who that Favre was for them at that time though? and and, and, and right. is Bill Schrader. He was pretty good with, with Favre, and then all of a sudden like, he goes to the Lions, they pay him a bunch of money, and he's exactly what you're saying. Bill Schrader got a lot of money? He got a pretty good—I yeah. mean, he got paid to be like their number two receiver. But, yeah, but it happens—Alvin Harper. Alvin Harper. Yeah. I was you know? about to say Alvin, oh, yeah, Alvin yeah. Harper. Laurent Robinson. Yeah. I mean, you know, th- th- this happens, but—, but You're you right, got- though. We would not even know Robert Tanyan and Ellen Lazard if it was not for Aaron Rodgers. Well, and so so, but you've got to at least give him some talent. These the carpenters' yeah. tools are bad right now, they are. and the problem I have with the general manager there is there were available proven receivers that they chose not to go get. Oh, for sure. I mean, Amari Cooper for a five. If you're the Packers, why don't you do that? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if they wanted to pay the price, but still, you had the, the Chiefs got rid of. Uh, they got, got, got rid of Tyree Kill. He was available. Yeah. A.J. Brown for the Titans was available. I mean, you had players while you lost Adams, and you were willing to pay Adams. It wasn't about money. I mean, Adams said, hey, man, Packers offer me more money than, 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 than the Raiders. So you had money. You chose not to spend it. You didn't take care of your franchise quarterback. The guy's a great quarterback, but he's not a magician. You can't sit around <laughs> here and make these frogs princes, and that's what they got a bunch of frogs, and they're not winning. So. But when at his best, I don't think anybody's ever played the game at a higher level. And so I, I wonder if he's kind of been taken for granted. Of course, like, uh, like, oh, we can kind of do this and we'll be okay. Everyone does it with the great players. What is, hey, man, this is fun as always. I appreciate yeah, the conversation. Yes, Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com, the originator. He <laughs> is John Mashota of The Athletic. I'm New East Coast Media Mash. And we will do this again Tuesday. Tuesday, that's the next Media Mash right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!